coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Now, Vegas insider, senior handicapper, and fan of the cold Budweiser bottles, Brian Edwards. It's got to be touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Brian Edwards. I don't really love it. Brian Edwards. Boy, they using the cream cheese to butter the bagel. Brian Edwards. I'm going with the cowgirl. Here is Brian Edwards. Hey, welcome back to the show. It is coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, and we are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Now it's time to welcome in our friend Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com, and BrianEdwardsSports.com. It's at VegasBEdwards on Twitter. Brian, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. What's happening? Hey, B, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. It we looks got, like you're about to game. We like got about, about to get on the game. We got about I don't know. Would you say five inches for sure? Oh, at least five. Yeah, we got dumped on. Hey last Shane, go night stand this, outside real this fast. Morning, <laughs> B, so I think you're in a better spot than we are. I had the air conditioning going last night, and I <laughs> oh. went out to the I went out to the beach for about 45 minutes yeah. yesterday afternoon. It was like 72. <laughs> And I, I, I asked Alexa what time it was at like, I mean, I'm sorry, what the uh, weather was at about 7.30 last night. And she said it was like 66 degrees. Uh, oh, tough. Okay. Tough, yeah. tough well, out so here, you babe. know, I'm driving home with my windows down. <laughs> so joke's on you. <laughs> oh, man, we got a couple of Francis's right out of the gate. St. Francis, you, and then St. Francis, New York, Brooklyn. Burger King. Burger King, right. <laughs> BK. Well, Say if you're capping St. Francis B, that means you're all in on your capping skills. What do we got? So St. Francis is in Merrimack's conference, mm-hmm. and I, I don't remember if I had a Merrimack under with you guys a few weeks back. But uh, Merrimack, you, you did. Unders, okay, they they went well. They're they're cold now. We got off them, but they <laughs> they they cashed they seventeen in a row at one point. And two of them were against the St. Francis Brooklyn team. So the Merrimack Unders went cold. And so I started, you know, monitoring the St. Francis team. And their Unders are on a 14-4 and run to improve to 18-6 and overall. And we had – we actually had one – I don't – I don't know if we talked about it last week or not, but um, it, it was going to go under easily. It was 123-point total, but it went to overtime at 56-56. So it was 112 in regulation. It went to overtime. and got to 126, but I came back with it on Saturday again, and it went way under on Saturday. Uh, they had 113 combined on 126 and a half point total. This one is 136 uh, because the other St. Francis uh, plays a little more high tempo. But I'm going to go under on it anyway. And for some reason, the St. Francis Brooklyn team, they play at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Thursdays. I don't know if it's a snow thing. Uh, let's play in the afternoon. I don't know why. I don't care. But it's a <laughs> 2 o'clock tip, and I'm on the under. Hey, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does the you, snow blow? You talk one Mary to another, Loyola Mary Mount. <laughs> and yes. uh, they are taking on the Zags today, that one at 10 p.m., uh, at least where we're from. And, uh, you know, this is an LMU team that just took down St. Mary's. So uh, seeing as they are plus eight, it, 
do you really believe that they can continue to turn heads again? Because they did beat Gonzaga already once this year. <coughs> I, I do, and I know uh, Gonzaga's got the uh, revenge angle here. Uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is Loyola Marymount's best team uh, since that magical Elite Eight run in 1990 with uh, Gathers and Kimball. Jeff Fryer and uh, all that gang. Uh, this team's really good. Uh, they're 8 4 and 1 against the spread with seven outright wins. Their last 13 is an underdog. They ended that Gonzaga, whatever it was, like 80. Eight or something winning streak at home. They got a kid named Cam Shelton who, in the last eight games, is averaging 26 points per game. He also averages for this whole season 5.6 rebounds, 4.4 points per game. LMU's 11 and 2 straight up, 10 and 2 against the spread at home. The Zags are 5 and 2 straight up on the road, but 1 and 6 against the spread. Again, I know they've got the revenge angle. But they're laying eight here, and LMU has already beaten St. Mary's and Nevada at home, and they're only two home dog spots. St. Mary's and Nevada are going to be in the tournament. The Zags are obviously going to be in the tournament. I'm not against a little money line here tonight as well, but money management purposes, obviously, most of the money at plus eight for LMU, maybe a little little nibble on the money line if you wish. Uh, B, this line doesn't look right. kind of stinks, actually, but it is what it is. Just – one and a half right. as the Terps oh, host the Boilermakers. Maybe it's about matchups. The line seems pretty poor. It 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 screams take Purdue, but you know me. I'm like, eh, bad line. I kind of like the Turtles. Do we fear yeah. the Turtle or do we boiler up? Let's boiler up. Uh, you know, they played really good in West Lafayette. They could have won that game. They lost by three, but easily uh, covered. And kind of like Loyola Marymount, Maryland's just been automatic at home this year. 13-1 and one straight up. They're only lost to UCLA, and that was way back. Uh, if It might have been before Thanksgiving, but it might have been early December. Forgive me. I'm not looking at their page. But they're 10-4 and four against the spread at home. And Maryland's just been a moneymaker all year, 16-9 and nine ATS. Kind of like Gonzaga at Loyola Marymount. Purdue struggled on the road. They're 2-5-1 and one against the spread. I know they're in bounce-back mode here after giving up that late lead at Northwestern. But I, I just – the Turtles have been good to me at home. I've, I've backed them probably four or five times at home, and uh, I think I'm undefeated doing so. Um, so I'll go Maryland as a home dog. You know, as you look toward the future here, because we are so close to conference championship play, and then, of course, you know what everybody's looking forward to, March Madness. You like some teams to go the distance and to jump on certain teams now. Let's start with Miami, because Miami's like one of those teams that at least in my lifetime has always been like they have high expectations and then they just don't ever get it done, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball. It always seems like that with the Hurricanes, but you like them this year. Why? Yeah, well, they've got a, a veteran uh, squad that went to the Elite Eight last year, and their future number right now is 50 to 1. So if they were to get that far again, if they were to get to the Elite Eight, you know, we could start doing some hedging to make sure we make a profit. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the national title, but at 50 to 1, we can put ourselves in position to make some money off them. Uh, maybe even if they just get to the Sweet 16. But um, right now, they have won five in a row. Uh, they go into Chapel Hill the other night, a game North Carolina really needed bad. And Miami goes in there and, and pretty much – Pillar to post. Won. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a blowout or anything, but they went by eight and had the lead most of the game uh, – 
Yeah, and uh, they beat Duke by 22 uh, last week. Uh, Clemson's been good at home. They went to Clemson two Saturdays ago and won. And uh, I just think they're playing well. And they, you know, they added Nigel Pack, a really good transfer from K State. Uh, they still got Isaiah Wong, and, and they got a, a, a good chunk of that nucleus uh, from last year. So yeah, I think Miami's worth the shot at 50 to one. I'm not talking about risking a lot of money by any means, but uh, maybe throw a little bit out there. At one point, I thought this was the best team in the country, and I'm still a little nervous about their backcourt, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to talk long to sell me on UConn's potential. Some would argue they've underachieved given the roster. You like them as a nice little long shot against the odds. Yeah, so in uh, November and December, Damon, I think we'll all agree, they were the best team in in the country in November and December. Then they went into a little five-week funk, uh, a bad one, and uh, and they didn't really snap out of it. I mean, look, there was really no shame in losing, you know, at Marquette and at Xavier and, you know, they were losing to good teams, but... They got it back together in that Marquette game last week, and Marquette was on fire, and they just blew Marquette out, like you said, pillar to post. Uh, that was a blowout, unlike Miami, North Carolina. That was a blowout. And uh, I thought they looked like they did in November, December last week against Marquette. Now, then they go out out where you guys are to Omaha and lose by three. But, I mean, that was Creighton's eighth straight win. No shame in that one. I mean, they couldn't get any buckets. Um, I think it was a 56-53 final. Yeah. But yeah, I, what like I that. saw in no, what I saw November, December, and last week, and then I saw now they're thirty to one. They were down to ten to one, you know, in early January. I think there's a chance they get it back together. They've got potential. So again, not talking about risking a lot of money, but I think UConn at thirty to one. They were a Final Four looking team November, December, and last week against Marquette. So maybe they can make a run. We'll see. Talking about teams making a run is uh, my last question before we let you go, Brian. Uh, Providence uh, has kind of been turning some heads, and Hopkins has been one of the best players, not only just in the Big East, but all of college basketball. And then they do have a very nice backcourt as well. But at 100 to 1, those seem like some pretty juicy odds for that Friars team. Yeah, and look, I, I worry about them because they just play so well at home and, and aren't that great on the road. But they, you know, everybody called on them a fraud all last season, and they made it to the Sweet 16. They made it to the Sweet 16 this year. We're holding a 100 to 1 ticket. We're going to start hedging right there. We're going to take the team they're playing odds to win that region, maybe take that team's odds to win it all. And hopefully Providence will be favored. We'll take the other team in that game. And from 100 to 1, we can make some money if they make the Sweet 16. Mm, always thinking. I like the hedge game. You know, for me, I feel like I, I pride uh, myself on knowing sports betting, but I always learn something when I talk to you, Brian. Thanks so much for joining the show, and we'll talk again next week. Stay warm, fellas. Thanks oh, for having yeah, me. Thanks, thanks, B. Yeah, we need it. My we man it. turned on the, the AC we last We need night. the heat. I need some heat in the sports betting column, and I need some heat outside or maybe in my car. I don't know. My car is under snow right now. Yeah, still coming down. Is that eh? an igloo out there, or is that my car? I can't tell. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's uh, Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com and BrianEdwardsSports.com. We always appreciate having him. Coming up, we're going to talk to Michael Brunt, senior writer for Husker 24-7, to open up the 9 o'clock hour. If you are tuning in in Lincoln, hey, guess what? KFOR starts from 9 to 10. We'll be there. We'll be on 590 still, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. We always are happy to have you with us on the show. If you want to get involved, give us a call. More Coffee and Cream next.